Um, my name is Jean-Philippe. I'm French. So just <laughs> that said, <laughs> forget my my accent and just uh, uh, be with me. <laughs> um, so we, yeah, have the task today to close the Kingdom series with um, the theme of how to find peace by trusting God, um, peace and faith. And actually, the the main thing I will talk about is uh, more fear. And so, peace and faith are is can summarize all what we said. We talked about love, we talked about meekness, we talked about generosity, and um, you you will see I, I can uh, really, we can um, uh, put peace and faith uh, in all of those subjects. Fear um, is really a theme really important in the Bible. More than 100 times uh, the Bible says, do not be afraid, um, and we need it. It's also an important subject because um, fear makes vendors sell, uh, sell things, particularly in America. And I don't know if you noticed that, but uh, how much people try to sell us peace of mind? Did you see that in, in advertising? I was surprised. How can you sell me peace of mind? <laughs> it's impossible. But they try, and uh, with insurance, with protection systems, um, uh, name it, they try to sell us peace of mind. And another, another thing I noticed um, uh, in all lives of uh, Occidental people is how much uh, our health um, is based on fear, fear of disease, fear of contracting something, uh, instead of taking care of or, or of our beautiful body, of the temple of the spirit. Um, so, how do you find peace by trusting God? Uh, is a very important subject, and even more because we need our fear, all fear, all those fears that uh, uh, I talked about, to be revealed in this society. Um, where it is normal to fear. And I, the very simple example is that Baltimore is the national uh, leading city in murder, assault, and theft. theft. Um, you might know that. And is it normal, normal to fear what may happen to you? This is a question. And let's see what the Bible says about that. Um, what I want you to um, take home to... Um, remember from what I will say is that God is trustworthy. Either you you know him very well or not very well, he is trustworthy because he is almighty, because he is good, because he is sovereign um, and even against what we could see is worthy of our trust. So Let's uh, jump in uh, into uh, a psalm um, of David, the Psalm 62. Um, we have Bible here. Uh, we can ask you can ask Derek if you want um, one. Does anybody want to read it? Um, all the the old psalm, the the twelve verses. Verse. 
For God alone my soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be greatly shaken. How long will all of you attack a man to batter him like a leaning wall, a tottering fence? They only plan to thrust him down from his high position. They take pleasure in falsehood. They bless with their mouths, but inwardly they curse. For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. On God rest my salvation and my glory. My mighty rock, my refuge is God. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Those of low estate are but a breath. Those of high estate are a delusion. And the balances they go up. They are together lighter than a breath. Put no trust in exhortation, or put no trust in extortion. Set no vain hopes on robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart on them. Once God has spoken, twice have I heard this, that power belongs to God, and that to you, O Lord, belongs steadfast love. For you will render to a man according to his work. Thank you very much. So... Let's go back to the verse 1 and 2. Truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Truly he is my rock my, and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. I was amazed to see how confident David is in these um, verses. Um, how he waits and how both rest and salvation just come are coming to him. Um, he's here and, yeah, my salvation comes from him. He is my rock and my salvation. Um, so I was thinking um, we don't really know anymore what rock, fortress, salvation means nowadays because we are in a safe country. There's no war, no persecution, no dictator. And to illustrate uh, David's uh, psalm, I wanted to show you this. Um, this is Jerusalem at the time of David. And when he says, um, you are my fortress, he was thinking about that. This big wall uh, protecting him uh, around the city. And when he says, you are my rock, that could be something like that. A rock in the Old Testament was referring to a foundation, a safe place. And when I saw this picture, so it's in Greece, this one, uh, it said, no wonder that it wouldn't be shaken because up there, <laughs> there's, it, it can be safe. But truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. Um, so I have uh, prepared some papers, and uh, if you don't have, and some uh, pen um, if you need um, directly um, pass them through. And I would like you to write down uh, what makes you feel safe. Whatever, if... Yeah, yeah, if you can. And what, what makes you feel safe? Where do you feel at peace? What do you think is the most precious for you? Um, it's, it's really personal. Nobody will read it. It's just for you, um, between you and God. <laughs> and 
Yeah, we, we'll take uh, some time and um, I will wait that everybody gets some something. What makes you feel safe? Where do you feel safe? Where do you feel at peace? And what do you think in this life is the most most precious for you? I make you work a little. <laughs> what makes you feel safe? Where do you feel safe? Where do you feel at peace? What do you think is the most precious for you? When I was preparing that, I was thinking, ah, I'm, I feel safe at home. When I go, from, go back from work, I said, ah, I'm, I'm really at peace there. Um, so sometimes I try not to hear the kids when they are running and <laughs> to really be at peace. But so what, what David, David says uh, after that, How long will you assault me? Would, would all of you throw me down this leaning wall, this tottering fence? Surely they intend to topple me from my lofty place. They take delight in lies that with their mouth they bless, but in their hearts they curse. I was really surprised to see those verses just after what the declaration David did, that you're my rock, you're my salvation. And, and then what? <laughs> Ooh. Um, why David said that? And by reading that, that I realized that David recalls all his enemies um, and the evil that they want to do to him. And all those verses um, are about falling, something the the movement of um, assault and some somebody who's, who will fell down and. I said, yes, the, he was unshakable and now he's assaulted and they won't make him fall. Where is the, his assurance, assurance? Where is it? Where? What a contrast with the verse before. But what honesty also. And they, David acknowledges his fears despite his previous statement. And that brings me to a, another question. What do you fear? So there are two ways to this question. The first one is, what are you afraid of? Are you afraid of spiders? Are you afraid of lions, snakes? <laughs> Or are you afraid of being drawn? Are you afraid of being assaulted in Baltimore? Um, what do you fear that might happen to you? And the second question is... What do you fear to lose? What do you fear to not have? What will be your reaction if you are about to lose something precious? And let's take some time to think about it. Write it down um, and reflect upon that. While you are thinking... Um, Do not underestimate the, the non-countable things like friends, family, identity, 
position, recognition, health. Um, if you fear to lose them, do you try to gain or keep them hardly? Do you fear to be hurt uh, by people or by, by a gun? Um, or did you build, build uh, inner walls, like in, inner fortress, to protect yourself? instead of letting God being your fortress. And if you are of our time to find that, just ask God. Um, if you have built uh, those fortresses. It's not a, an easy question. I would like to, to quote Bill Clem in his book, Disciple, uh, Getting Your Identity from Christ. He said, what makes us afraid can serve, serve as a great trail of breadcrumbs to lead, lead us to where our idols live. We often build idols of the heart around the very things that give us a sense of security or make us feel safe. The inventory can be large and diverse, including careers and employment assets, such as saving and property, and relationships with friends and family. End of quote. If you put your trust in anything else than God, uh, it is proper, probably misplaced. Do you see how these things that you wrote down, the safe places and the fears, uh, could take God's place? Either as a refuge, either as a rock, as your pleasure, um, or even as your own God. Satan is happy to um, if we fear um, because that will keep us from experiencing God's grace and God's providing, providence, providence and being powerful for him. And do you imagine how dangerous is a fearless soldier? We see that in some movies. The same is true in the kingdom. <laughs> the next... The next verses um, are really uh, interesting. Yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from him. Truly is my work, my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock and my refuge. Um, there are slight differences with the two first verses. And... The person who translated this verse from Hebrew didn't forget the S in, in, the, in the first sentence. Yes, my soul, find rest in God. Okay? It's David commands his soul to find rest. It's not, okay, uh, my soul finds rest and uh, my hope comes from him like in the first verse. No, now he... He commands his soul, find rest. He looks for it. He doesn't wait for it anymore. He goes for it. He has hope now because faith will give him peace by reminding himself the goodness and the faithfulness of God. What we learn from these verses um, is it is okay to be afraid. David was afraid. Um, but 
it is not okay to stay afraid, to stay this way. In verse 1, we saw that David is fully at peace and fully confident. But in verse 3, the memories of his, his enemies frightening him. And we see now in verse 5 that he decides not to stay afraid. But he commands his soul um, uh, not to be afraid. And it, if you read David David's psalms, he often does that command his soul to find peace in God. Despite hardship and real threat, he finds hope, refuge in God. Despite what he sees, his faith, faith overcomes it. That's beautiful. And if you want, you have time, just read First um, Samuel 30. And it's when he, he is about to be stoned by his own uh, soldiers. And he, the text says he is really in anguish, but in the middle of that he will seek God's peace, and he, turn, he will turn to God, and God will deliver him. <clears throat> From that, um, our faith, how can our faith give us peace? My salvation and my needs fulfilled depend on God, and we saw that. Uh, uh, with the generosity um, sermon. My honor and my protection depend on God. And we saw that uh, with the meekness uh, sermon. My safety and my identity depend on God. And we saw that in the love uh, sermon. The... um, Jesus himself says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I don't give, you, I don't give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. It is okay from what we saw in verse 3 and 4 to be afraid, but Jesus said it's not okay to stay this way. Do not, not let your hearts be troubled, do not be afraid. <clears throat> do not let your heart be troubled. This is an action. You have to take action against your fears. You have to take action against your idols. God wants to exchange our fear, our fears, against his peace. God wants to exchange our fortress, our inner walls, our refuge against his and it's himself. And when our fears are identified, and this is what we try to do uh, tonight, it is easier to make to take actions against them. And it's good to do it on a regular basis. So, to fear or not to fear, um, there's something that. Um, you can be fearless and still don't trust God. Not to be afraid is not the solution. Um, if you, for example, trust your abilities, your abilities, your self-confidence, your defense systems. Uh, if you have the police in your neighborhood and you're not afraid, that's good, but it's not trusting in God. It's trusting in the police. If you... Um, Harden your heart 
uh, not to uh, to not be hurt by people. That's not, and you won't fear people, but it's not trusting God. It's uh, trusting yourself. Um, it's not us who are unshakable. It's God. So, not to be afraid. Um, it's a good thing if it's because of God. If it's because of you, of us, it's useless. When we are afraid, we can do two things. What either seek safety on your own work, and for me, it's more like a coconut tree that any wind can shake and to make you fall. Um, instead of the big work we saw at the beginning. Or we can seek peace in God and take action against our fears. And yeah, again, it's okay to be afraid, but what God wants is to, uh, is to seek peace in him. Jesus says, do not be afraid. Are you afraid of persons around you in your neighborhood? Are you afraid of an animal? Um, the Bible says, love them. Love because love casts out fear and love thinks no evil or suspects no evil. Just love them and um, it will give you peace because love casts out fear. Are you afraid of a situation or are you afraid of losing something or someone? Then trust God for being good, generous, for being your protector and your provider. This is easy. This sounds easy. And maybe somebody will say, yeah, but what if, what if God fails? Is God really trustworthy? Is he always protecting us? Don't we have examples of, of that? What about all these situations where he didn't do anything? When David says uh, in Psalms 34, 17, 19, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them, delivers them for all their troubles. The Lord is, so, is close to the brokenhearted. He saves those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them whole. Mm, David, is it always true? No, I don't think so. What about all these situations where uh, God didn't save, right? And maybe you have personal examples and maybe even you're angry against God for those situations. Where things didn't go the way we know God wants. What about that? What about the, the, the things that were when things didn't went the way we want? Sometimes. Let me give you an example. Um, do you know who was John the Baptist? Baptist? Yes. yes. He was the one who prepared the way of the Lord. He knew very well who the Messiah was and what, the, what he was supposed to do. Because in Isaiah 32, it was, um, was said, about Jesus, I will keep you from, uh, I will keep you, and will make you to be co covenant for the people, 
and a light for the gentle to open eyes that are blind, to free captives from prison and to release from the dungeon those who are who sit in darkness. And so John the Baptist was really aware of that. But in Luke seven nineteen, he sent his disciple asked Jesus if if he was really the Messiah. And what Jesus, what did Jesus do at, in this? At verse twenty one, you can read. He said, at that very time, Jesus cured many who, was, who had diseases, sicknesses, evil spirits, and gave gave sight to many who was blind. Do you think that is helping for, for John who is? was doubting. I never thought it was helping, and I never understood this uh, passage. But if you ask what was John's problem, then he is in prison at this time when he sent his disciples. And the Messiah was supposed to f- set him free. It's in the, in the verse. He was supposed to release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. Jesus, what are you doing for me? (laughs) What are you doing? And what is Jesus' answer? Look at what I have done. Put your faith in what you know is true. Jesus' answer is, look at what I do, not at what I don't. Um, without God goodness when something goes wrong and then try to fix his failure for example my house has been broken then I will put an alarm I've been assaulted then okay I will um, wear a gun because God didn't do anything the question I want to ask is, is is it our experience that makes truth or is it Jesus who is the truth? Do we put our uh, faith in our experience or in, or in what God says? And that makes a difference. And what if our faith could bring us peace? I would like to um, share with you um, what gives me peace. What gives me peace is that I believe in God. I believe in, a, in God's absolute sovereignty. And I believe in his perfect goodness. I believe that nothing happens without his consent, just like Jesus did. And for that, Lamentation 3 says, Who can speak and have it happen if the Lord has not decreed it? Is it not from the mouth of the Most High that both calamities and good things come. And Jesus said, Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside of the Father's will. If we are not persuaded that by that, by God's sovereignty, then we will always doubt about where this thing that happened comes from. We will doubt about God's goodness. Uh, for us and say, oh, yeah, God didn't really want that, but yeah, he didn't prevent it either. So so, so we lose, we'll lose trust and we'll just 
don't trust any anymore this friend that failed us. Jesus reminds us how much uh, more good, how much more God is good than we are in Matthew seven, um, when he says, "Even you that you are evil, you can give good gifts to your children. So how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask Him?" If we are 200% sure that nothing can happen to us without his express consent, then because we trust him to be good, we will be unshakable. We will be against us. And the Psalms, Psalms 112, verse 6 and 7 says, Surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. They will have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. This is what gives you peace. You won't, you will never fear bad news um, if you trust God to be behind everything and to be good. When everything goes wrong, what do you believe in? Your experience or Jesus? If you say God is good when you are blessed, this is no faith. You see it. Right? But if you say God is good when you are hard-pressed, then it is faith in what you don't see. And yet you see his mercy, you see his grace, and you see his patience, expressions of his, good, of his goodness. This is what you want to feed yourself on, his goodness, his faithfulness, his promises, and not what TV feeds you on with murders, finances, disease. It's what John called um, our pastor the good reports that we should <laughs> listen to. I believe also that God has bigger plans uh, than my life and yet works for a greater good. I put some references here. You can, you can check Genesis 15 and Romans 8.38. God works for my good, and my good is my likeliness to Christ, which is eventually painful. But if we take this, the example of our persecuted brothers around the world, what is God doing for our brothers who suffer and even die under horrible tortures? Isn't it like God's goodness faded? But they have several things that we don't. They have a love for Christ that overcomes their sufferings. They have a f- faith in God, in God's deliverance and goodness that gives them the strength they need to despise their own lives. And they acknowledge that God sees differently than we do. And, for example, the Bible calls the suffering of martyrs light afflictions. And they trust him even in that. Our faith is what will shut down our enemies and empower God. For that, I choose the example of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they were supposed to bow down before a statue. And they said, no, we won't do that because we just we adore God and no one else. And if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, uh, 
the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and we will, and He will deliver us from Your Majesty's hand. But even if it doesn't, we want You to know, Your Majesty, that we will not serve Your God. And and that's um, that's really powerful. So many persecutors gave their lives to Christ just seeing Christians' love and peace. Do you imagine the power of fearless Christians in this, this society built on fears? And before concluding, I want just to, to say, don't force yourself. Uh, as I said at the beginning, it's a matter of faith. It's peace and faith. Um, and not everybody has the same faith. Don't judge those who by faith take risks. And don't judge but encourage those who by lack of faith are afraid. And to say that, I said, uh, I want to quote Romans 14, verse 23. Whoever has doubts is condemned if they eat because they are eating is not from faith. And everything that doesn't come from faith is sin. But also God invite, uh, invites us to test him. You can uh, read Malachi 3 verse 10. If you don't know him, just taste him and test him. If you are afraid, test him and taste how good he is. I want to conclude with the verse 8 of this psalm. It says, Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. What a finish. His confidence in God is just overflowing in encouraging over. It, it doesn't... Um, it doesn't speak to God now, it speaks to you people. And to encourage people to, um, yeah, to pour out their heart uh, in God. In verse 11 it says, Power belongs to you, God, and with you, Lord, is unfailing love. David says, God is unshakable. Power belongs to you. Is so worthy of us finding refuge in him and at any time. God knows our fears. It is okay to pour out, pour out our heart in him and lay down our lives because he loves us with unfailing love. He won't judge us because we fear or because we failed him without he still wants us in his arms. So, to wrap it up, I would say, he loves us so much, therefore we can love those who hurt us and be at peace. He provides for us so we can be generous, even if we have little, and be at peace. He protects us so we can let others prevail and we can be at peace. God 
is trustworthy. He is trustworthy to do all of that and even more. And this is what will give us peace and be our testimony to the world how powerful our God is. He is trustworthy to receive the confession of our doubtful and fearful hearts. I would like to close our eyes um, now and um, pray. I would like um, fear. Fear can be um, really, really hard to unroot um, because sometimes it's the way you have been thinking since you were young, or but nothing is impossible to God. And um, I would like that we um, pray and um, confess to God our fears, uh, confess to God um, what, where we, did, we don't trust him, and just God... Be my God and take your place, the place you you deserve. And I want to trust you. If, even if I don't see, I want to trust you. Maybe you are afraid of your f- future. And you cannot see what what will happen. God says, I know. I know. Just trust me. Come to me and trust me. God is good and he want he really wants us to taste how good he is. Lord, you see those hearts. Um, open before you and whatever is uh, our history whatever is our lives whatever um, our fears are you know them and you want to take them you want to restore you want to redeem and you want to to give unfailing love in exchange of this fear you want to give a peace that even the world doesn't understand in exchange and this is how good you you are we want to stop God to to look at those things that um we don't understand or we don't see you doing or um, we want to to f- keep focus uh, on you to gaze at your glory to gaze at your goodness on the cross this is how God you are how good you are that you gave your life to save um, unworthy people like us And if you don't know Jesus as uh, this good Savior, 
just ask him take my take my sins take my my fears and change my life i want to to taste how good you are and if you know god uh, as your savior jesus as your savior just yeah god i want more of you i want to trust you more we'll keep this um prayer uh, attitude and we will sing um a song i surrender if during this song you feel that um your fears are not uprooted um it's okay don't just you can ask for prayer to our leaders team or you can um come later and talk to uh, John to me and um and we will um God will will act mm-hmm.